Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bleasy Listening. I am currently in Woodland Hills in my future son's room. He is due in about a week. So, I mean, pretty much any day now, I guess, he could come. And so we have our hospital bag. My wife and I have our hospital bag packed. And the car seat is in the car. And the hospital is down the street, so we're pretty lucky with that. Um, so I'm recording in his room. Uh, I'm working on the studio right now. I am just ordered a bunch of studio equipment uh, off Amazon, and it is coming in. That is because the first episode of our Bleasy Listening series, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Movie Club... Uh, uh, one I'm doing a podcast I'm doing right now with my friends David and Dan that I recorded last weekend and there was a cricket in David's garage that was super super annoying and I don't know I was I was just I needed a place to record uh, like a sound studio anyways so I'm converting my garage right now well my wife's and I garage she has half of it for her car and then I was gonna uh, try to make the other half into like a studio although I was in there the other night and it's fucking full of crickets so I gotta figure out something how to deal with that I don't know I was looking into crickets because of that bullshit and it they don't even chirp under 74 degrees uh, Fahrenheit 74 degrees Fahrenheit They don't even chirp under that. It's like too cold for them. Their prime chirping temperature range is between 82 degrees Fahrenheit and 86 degrees Fahrenheit. That is like when you get the most chirps. And apparently, when I was looking into it, there's something called Dolbert's Law, which is if you count the number of chirps in 14 seconds, then add 40 you get the exact temperature in Fahrenheit degrees, degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I don't know. I've never tried that. And like I said, it doesn't even matter because they don't chirp under 74 degrees anyway. So it's like, okay, whatever. When would you even really need to know the temperature if it's just like nice? You know what I mean? So whatever. Um, Fuck those crickets. Although I did feel bad for them because apparently I was looking into it and So there's a big business in our country of like cricket raising, raising crickets for, for people who have pets, like pet lizards and whatever, like pet tarantulas, whatever will eat a cricket, which is a lot of things. My, I I used to have a bullfrog for a long time when I was a little kid, um, that ate crickets and I would buy them from the pet store. And I guess the pet store gets them shipped from these huge facilities that there are like big warehouses full of crickets. Um, and recently there's been something called the cricket paralysis virus, 
that is involved in a catastrophic collapses in American cricket rearing facilities. And so far, I guess, about 60 million crickets have died as a result of this. And I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, isn't there a, a different strain of cricket we could use, you know? Like, why are we only using... See, this is the thing. This is why monoculture of anything, like meaning like when you're only raising one crop of something or one strain or one, like how they do with corn, they have one strain of corn or one cricket species and they only have one and we put all of our eggs in that basket and then all of a sudden a, a virus comes through and this is a real virus. This isn't like the fucking coronavirus or whatever, despite what anybody thinks about that shit. I mean, I know that's a real virus, but this one, they said this cricket virus... This cricket paralysis virus kills 95% of crickets that, like, get it. If you're, or, like, it comes in contact with, I guess. Or just the crickets in general. Like, these facilities, once it came into the facility, 95% of the crickets died. Boom. This fucking virus we got right now, this COVID-19 virus, I think it's, like, the death is, like, less than 1% or something? I don't know. Or, like, way less? I don't even know. I don't even care anymore about that virus. I'm still in quarantine right now, but like I said, I would be quarantined anyways right now because of the baby is about to come, but I'm so sick of fucking talking about that coronavirus and COVID, all that bullshit, so hopefully we'll be over that soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just found that pretty fascinating about crickets. Uh, you know, they're pretty important in a lot of the areas of the world they eat them, you know, um, but I don't know. They're just fucking annoying, and I'm going to have to really like clean out the garage area where I'm going to be doing the podcast. Otherwise, I don't know. People are just going to have to deal with it, I guess. Um, or just not listen to the podcast. I don't know. Um, okay. So in news right now, so today is, is, uh, Saturday, May 9th, 2020. And right when I started recording this, actually, I was just looking at the, what the headlines are just literally right before I started recording and what's trending. And I guess little Richard died at 87. He was, um, he was like a black rock and roll dude, like really probably ahead of his, I mean, really ahead of his time, really genius dude, songwriter, singer, songwriter, performer. Um, I like literally, I just, I just read that right now. So I'm going to have to go back. I'm sure there's a lot of interesting, fascinating things that have to do with him and his life that I will, go over but as of right now yeah he just died so r.i.p to him um another thing in the news was apparently the doj the which is the u.s department of justice has dropped the case against michael flynn who is a retired army general um that had essentially been set up in a perjury trap by the fbi around the time of that uh russia between the between the presidencies of Obama and Trump, um, that whole Russian fucking crazy shit, apparently it was a big hoax. Um, I don't know too much about that. I don't really even care too much about it other than the fact that I guess it's pretty important. Obama might be, um, I, apparently Obama knew about a bunch of shit that was going on that was like illegal with the FBI or whatever. I don't know. He's saying he didn't know. He didn't want to know, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of that. So I'm kind of loosely following that whole story. So, but apparently it was good that that Michael Flynn guy was got off or the case got dropped against him. So 
whatever. Um, another thing that happened earlier this week was another black kid, or actually a black 25-year-old, or almost 26-year-old kid guy got shot and killed by a white father and son. The dad was 64 and the son was 34. And that was a pretty interesting case because it came around the time, I felt like it came around the time it started popping, like trending and stuff around the time, right when this coronavirus is starting to like drop, like people are starting to go outside again. People are starting to ask questions about, well, what the fuck was that all about? And my, my theory is that like these stories get dropped, like timing, like the, the timing was right for them. They were like, okay, people are starting to like ask questions and shit. Let's drop something that completely divides people again. Like this black and white, um, like white people killing innocent black people, whether it's cops or Southern fucking people. Like let's, that all, that's good. That's, that always divides people. Um, cause it's race and it's like gun, um, gun laws and stuff. And it's like class warfare. So it's like they, it, and it's, it's kind of obvious that they did like make it, I don't know. It's really interesting to me because I read about it by like two chains, the rapper, two chains, uh, Instagram. That's where I first heard about it. Okay. So, but then this, this, this case, this guy got shot in like February. Um, he got shot like a long time before it's dropping. Like the guys had already, the, the police in the area had already like gone over the case um, yeah, February 23rd is when it happened. Um, the video wasn't like, didn't start, po- I mean, this video happened February 23rd because it's a video, there's a, somebody took like a cell phone video of it happening. Um, I'll talk about exactly what happened in a second, but I just wanted to say like, what really jumps out at me as being weird is just the timing and everybody's talking about like, why does it take 74 days for this, for these, because they, the, initially the father and son didn't even get arrested. Like, they were like, okay, well, I guess it was like some kind of self-defense situation. Um, this kid unfortunately ended up getting shot. It was more like an accident and self-defense. And then the black or the uh, white father and son got off, whatever. And then like 74 days later, after like a fucking huge public outcry, then they get arrested, which, okay. So this is supposedly what happened is the father and son this okay so Gregory and Travis McMichael Gregory is the father he's 64 the son's 34 my age actually Travis McMichael they are uh, I guess chilling doing whatever the fuck people in Georgia do white guys in Georgia um, and uh, in their house and I guess apparently there had been like some some activity in the area recently about people, possible break-ins or maybe like, um, people, uh, casing houses, like looking around the property of houses, trying to look into construction sites, trying to steal stuff. Um, that's what they claim the Gregory and Travis McMichael, they claim that. And so then they said it was like a black dude that had been doing it. And so the guy who got shot, the 26 year old kid who got shot, his name is Ahmad Arbery. So Ahmad that morning was running, running, just apparently just running, um, exercising or whatever, jogging. And 
they the Gregory and Travis and Michael thought that he fit saw him like out from their house saw him in the neighborhood running and thought that he fit the description of the guy that was supposedly like you know had been robbing things around the neighborhood or whatever attempting to rob things around the neighborhood so they're like okay well there he is like apparently that's like a direct quote by like Greg Gregory or whatever he was like there there's that guy you know I'm sure he used I'm sure those weren't the exact words actually he probably used some pretty harsh language but he's like okay so there's the guy let's go like get him let's go like i guess they're gonna do like a fucking citizen's arrest which i guess that gregory dude had been a cop but he was retired so he was no longer a cop and even if he was a cop he would have been off duty anyway so it's like that doesn't even fucking matter that he was ever a cop really um in my opinion but so then that so okay so right there that's like fucking those dudes deserve to go to jail, in my opinion, for whatever fucking happens after that. Like, if you see somebody think it's a problem in your neighborhood, you call the police. Like, that's why we pay the police, so they can go do it. They can accidentally shoot somebody or shoot somebody on purpose or whatever, and then they can get in trouble. Actually, see, the thing is, the cops, they don't even get in trouble for it. So you have them go kill whoever you want to kill. I mean, obviously, I'm being like, ridiculous right now like i i don't want anybody to get shot but i'm just saying like what the fuck you you call the police if you think there's any sketchy person in your neighborhood you don't go out there and take the law into your own hands that's just like you're that okay so like that's why i think that they just deserve ultimately in the end they got arrested so like i think they deserve it because like so what happened is they the, the son grabs a fucking shotgun um, the dad grabs like a handgun. They go outside in their truck and they go out after the full running. So right there, that's like terrifying to me. Like I, like I can't imagine me like jogging down the street and all of a sudden this fucking rednecks and I'm not even black. I'm white, but like these rednecks just like coming up on me in a fucking truck with guns and shit. I would be so terrified. Like those types scare me anyways. Like like rednecks and shit or not even rednecks but like southern type fucking white dudes i don't know why but um anyways uh probably this is why actually because they do shit like this but uh so then like there's a video apparently i think it's from like just another car another dude person or something that just witnessed it there's a video of like a, a scuffle like the sun come out try to probably like I don't know what they were trying to do. Apparently, like, they were saying, like, hey, stop. We got we to gotta talk to you. Like, we're going to hold you here until the cops come or something like that. And the guy was like, I don't even blame this fucking kid because, like, what the fuck? Like I said, if I saw that, I'd be terrified. And he, I don't know, like, I guess he, like, ran at the son or something who had a gun, which right there, okay, it's like, I was saying to my wife, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I can't really take, say what I would do in this scenario, but I think – the best thing to do in that specific scenario would be to obviously stop, put like hands up, you know, like just pretend they're the cops, I guess, just because they have a gun. Like anybody who has a gun on you, like just fucking relax, like stop, try to be slow. Don't make any sudden movements or anything, you know, and just talk slow and calm. And like if they tell you to get on the ground, whatever, like at that point, I mean, if they have two guns on you, they want to fucking rape you. There's not much choice you have, you know what I mean? But like, so you just do whatever they say, and then just hopefully, obviously somebody was watching it, there was a video of it, hopefully somebody will watch this shit and be like, what the fuck, you know, and call the police, um, 
or just wait, you know, hopefully the police come. They say they're the husband or the uh, Gregory and Travis McMichael were saying that they were going to call the police, I think. So it's like, wait till the cops come and then sue the shit out of them. He could, uh, Ahmad Arbery could have sued, sued them so hard for like threatening him with a gun and shit. Like, I don't know. I think I'm, at least he wouldn't have died. So that, so anyways, but like I said, he was probably scared, whatever. I don't know, but he was wrestling the Travis McMichael and some shots went off, I guess, because they were fighting over a, sh- a gun, you know, which is like, that's like one of my worst nightmares to be fighting somebody over a gun. And then like, that's like, oh my God, like that's nuts. And then anyway, so the dad ends up just capping him and fucking, I think shot him in the back or something like that. The Ahmad, um, Ahmad Arbery got shot by Gregory Travis and died February or February uh, 23rd, which is tragic, right? That's tragic. I get it. Um, the fact that the guys got off was fucking weird and tragic. But the, but the whole thing about them being let off and then right when this coronavirus bullshit is like starting to subside a little bit in the news and the terror level that they've, the mainstream media has created is starting to like subside a little bit, which is a fucking miracle considering the onslaught that we've been subjected to recently. Once it starts subsiding a little bit, all of a sudden then they bust this shit out, like, um, right in the news. And they're like, look at this fucking shit. Look at these white guys that fucking killed this black, hunted and killed this, hunted and killed this black guy and got off. Like, what do you, what do you guys think about this bullshit? You know? And obviously people are like outraged, you know, like, I don't know. I just think it's so fucking weird. Like, but whatever. Uh, I'm glad those guys got, it sounds like three guys lives are just fucking ruined. I don't really care much about the 64 year old, probably racist old ex cop can imagine the fucking kind of cop he was, um, from Georgia, but I kind of feel bad for the son cause he was just being hyped up by the dad. You know, I think probably who knows? I feel obviously feel bad for fucking Ahmad Arbery cause he's dead now and he was only 26, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully this, he didn't die in vain and we can like, as a society realize that not only is there's really fucked up shit going on with, with these, I don't know, the way that the whole, I don't know, I don't even want to get that, that happened. Okay. So another thing that I saw in the news, or it's not even really in the news, it was just a fucking viral video is this, I don't even know where it is. I think it's like Thailand or something, but this. This crazy fucking monkey. Okay, so there's this like alleyway, and there's this like three or three or four little kids just sitting on a sitting on a curb on an alleyway, right? Somebody's taking a video from like a rooftop or something down in this alleyway, right? Which is okay. I have a million questions about this video, but so so these kids are just sitting on a on a curb in this alleyway. All of a sudden, from around the corner, like down the block or down the alley, you see this fucking monkey like a t- like it's like a small monkey riding a fucking tiny little motorcycle it looks like an action movie the way he's riding this fucking motorcycle and he pulls up and just like ditches the bike pulls up to this little one of the little kids gr- like this littlest kid on the end fucking grabs her and starts running down the alley with her the opposite direction like the from the direction where he came like and and then like kind of drops her like she's fucking he looks like he's no effortlessly just dragging this kid which is bigger than him um 
I assume this is a him because I don't know if a female monkey, I, I have no idea. But anyways, the monkey, it, this creature, this fucking thing was like effortlessly just yanking this kid down the block. Um, and then it like drops it like, and then it like runs away. And then like this from out, like this, this old man or whatever, this older dude, adult man is like walking down the alleyway. Kind of like, kind of like get out of here, like nonchalant. Like he sees that type of shit every day. Like, Oh shit, this motorcycle monkey again, trying to steal my fucking grandchild. Like this bullshit, like get out of here. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, first of all, when I first saw the video, I was like, I didn't even notice that the monkey rode in on a motorcycle. I thought it just ran in because uh, it, it comes in quick, you know. I thought it was just like running down the alley and grabs the kid and then runs off with it, which is crazy video. That's crazy enough. That's fucking nuts. Like what the fuck is motivating this monkey? Like I at first it's like, what do you what is it going to eat this kid? You know, but I don't I honestly I don't think this monkey is going to eat the kid. I think it's I have a theory. Oh, well, anyways. So then the fucking, what I've, it went viral, obviously, because I really noticed later that the monkey rides in on a fucking, like, Kawasaki motorcycle, but like a scale down to its monkey size. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is that monkey riding a crotch rocket so professionally and then just ditches it, like I said, like an action movie, grabs this kid. And I'm thinking, like, was that monkey trained? Did they, did somebody, did somebody train that monkey to go steal babies? Like, because obviously, like, a tiny little motorcycle like that probably costs, like, what, like, in, you could probably get one of those for, like, what, 50 bucks American? But a baby, you could sell a baby probably for more, I, I don't even know, honestly, I, I, I have no idea what the fuck's up with that video and why the, first of all, why the monkey was riding, a, why the monkey was coming in to steal a baby in the first place, how it got trained to ride that motorcycle and who gave it that motorcycle. And then why the adult, like, ultimately the monkey, I think, drops the kid because it sees this adult walking up, isn't, like, freaking the fuck out. Even the worst parent, I think, in America, even the most, like, crackhead parent and, like, absentee parent in America, if they saw their kid being pulled down a street by a monkey, or even any kid, not even their kid, any kid, being pulled down the street by a fucking feral monkey you would be running at that thing and I would try to kill it. Like I wouldn't just be like acting like it was a fucking alley cat, you know, that was like, I, I don't know. It was, it, that was an insane video. So I want to hear some backstory on that, hopefully. But so that was that. Um, one other thing that I, that I was like thinking about earlier in the week and I kind of was started researching a little bit uh, was about, um, so, again, like, I don't even want to talk about the coronavirus anymore, or the Wuhan virus, or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't really want to talk about it, but it's so important right now. So, but, and, like, one of the things that I noticed that was kind of weird from the beginning is they had the, the graphic of the actual Viron, like, the, the, the ball with the gray ball with, like, the fucking looks like a bunch of red spikes coming out of it or red look palm tree looking things coming out of it um, that dominates all the media and all the news and any kind of fucking anything you see on the news or the internet or social media or whatever about the coronavirus, it'll be accompanied by this picture of this supposedly, I thought, okay, so obviously 
I don't know. It's, it looks like it's a photo in it, but like, it's not, it's made by artists. It's a cartoon. It's, um, the CDC has these things, these people called biomedical artists and they make their own renditions. They call them beauty shots of, um, of viruses and different like microscopic organisms and stuff. And they say that they they do it because they want to bring the un quote, bringing the unseeable into view unquote. But like, okay, so bringing the unseeable into view, first of all, it's not unseeable. You can see it with a microscope easily. Like you can have a fucking electron micro. There's a lot of different types of microscopes and we use them and we can see all kinds of small shit. You can see a fucking atom for God's like, and you know what I mean? It's like subatomic shit now. So it's like the fact that they're saying that they have to make this, just create this picture as a cartoon because it's the other one is the actual virus is unseeable. That's bullshit. But it is a, um, they say it's a, I don't know, this one article in Art News, Artnet News, which I don't even know what the fuck, but this one guy, Ben Davis, was writing, quote, it is a case study in how artists can, in giving things a visual form, help make the terrifying world around us feel more comprehensible. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe if it was just like a happy, happy cartoon picture of one, they'd be trying to do that. Like if it was like a, a little smiley face on it or something or like a little sick, oh, I don't feel so good face with a thermometer in its mouth. And they're like, this is the COVID virus. I'd be like, okay, I see. They're trying to not make it terrifying. But the fucking actual picture that they made is terrifying as fuck. It looks like some kind of alien life form with red spikes on it that's coming to kill the shit out of you and it's dangerous as fuck. Like, it's obviously made to terrorize us. And the fact that that picture is everywhere is made, is done on purpose as a terror campaign to fucking scare us. I'm, I'm positive of it. And these fucking biomedical artists, the chick that made it, her name is Alyssa Eckert. I don't know, like, that's their job is just make scary pictures to fucking freak the shit out, freak us out. So, I don't know. Obviously, right now, it's there's there's all kinds of differing opinions and shit, but I just thought that that was one. Like the the <laughs> the software they use to make the picture is called Audiodesk 3ds Max. I mean, how long did it take for them to make this picture? Also, that's a that's a question I had. Like it came instantly. Like right when I heard about the coronavirus, they had a picture ready. Like, are you telling me that that this chick just like I don't know. I guess. <laughs> They might have just used an old one, like the old SARS one, and just switched up the colors or something. But still, it's like, I don't know. I just thought that that was really fishy, too. Um, okay, so let's get through this fucking rest of this news. Um, Takashi69 uh, just was on live, Instagram live yesterday, and was being watched by over 2 million people, which is pretty crazy. Uh, my wife was one of those people at one point, and she was telling me that it was fucking ridiculous. And that he was basically just talking about the fact that, um, okay, so he got busted in like, I think a couple of years ago for something. Honestly, honestly, like I don't even really follow Takashi 69 that much, even though I know he's like the most popular thing right now, but he's like an East coast rapper kid, um, with all kinds of colored hair. And he talks like kind of like Cardi B, but, but dumber if that's, if you can, like Cardi B, she sounds really stupid and stuff, but like a lot of the stuff she says is funny and to me, and she seems like, I don't know, at least like street smart and stuff. But like this Takashi kid, he's obviously smart in some way because he's two million people are watching him and 
he must be some kind of marketing genius, I guess, but, but I don't know. He's unwatchable to me. So I don't really know that, that much about him. All I know is people who, um, people who are really pissed at him are like people. Cause like, apparently he was just went part of his court process. He like snitched on a lot of his former friends and I guess, gang affiliates and uh, maybe his former co-work like manager or something like that and he snitched on everybody out and so everybody was calling him a rat and a snitch and then he got a lot less jail time he ended up getting a lot less jail time because of this whole covid thing they let him out of prison like they're letting out a lot of prisoners actually but that's a whole nother it's a whole nother thing but um yeah so he got let out and now he's like beefing with meek mills and shit because a lot of these older school people are talking about how bad it is to be a snitch and a rat but i don't think that they realize that this new generation of kids and just this whole new way of life they don't they don't even care about snitches or rats like that's not a bad thing that we're literally being encouraged to snitch on our fucking neighbors and coworkers right now or any other like businesses that are trying to open up or remain open and survive this fucking economic crisis that we're in right now like we're, we're, we're being encouraged to snitch on them by our like so-called leaders and political fucking, um, people who are supposed to be representing us are telling us to snitch on people and rat on people. Like they'll reward us for that. So that just shows you like what kind of, where, where, I don't know. I obviously was taught not to rat people out and stuff, but there's obviously circumstances where it's like, if you're ratting out somebody that's a complete piece of shit, then whatever. Honestly, I don't really care. And like I said, if it's just two, two people that are pieces of shit ratting each other out and shit, it's like, whatever, I, whatever, you know, I don't know what to feel about that kind of shit, but it's hard to have morals and shit in a immoral landscape that we find ourselves in these days. Okay, so I think that's a lot of news and shit. <laughs> I never really used to follow the news that close, but now that I'm doing this podcast, I kind of want to be up on things and just mention things as they come out because not only is it important, but it's also kind of just entertaining. Give y'all my take on things. Okay, so something something that happened this morning is I was... Uh, Okay, so I'll tell you guys one thing right now. I fucking hate the squirrels that we have in Los Angeles. And not all the squirrels. One specific like species of squirrel that's not native to here. And anybody who lives in L.A. knows them because they're the ones that just live all in L.A. Um, they've taken over. They're all You see them squished in the streets. You see them fucking running on phone lines. You see them all in the parks, all in the trees near houses, all in the valley. They're called the Eastern Fox Squirrel. <clears throat> they're like they're like a red brownish red color and they look like a fucking weasel with a bushy tail. I don't know. I hate them. They're rodents and I fucking hate them. But like I said, I don't hate all squirrels. We have a um, we have a native squirrel to Southern California in LA that is called I think it's the Western Gray squirrel, and they are really nice and bushy-tailed and cute, and they're not fucking mean, 
and they don't eat little birds' eggs and shit, and they're not pieces of shit. But these fucking eastern fox squirrels chased them all out of here when they came over, when they were introduced over here. And now the western gray ones only live up in the Angeles Forest. And I guess there's some communities of them up in Griffith Park area. But other than that, they've been chased out of here by the fucking asshole um, eastern fox squirrels. And this morning... Okay, so our little patio, my wife and I's little patio, um, there's like a row of trees right behind it. Uh, like a row of like, I don't know, like ficus trees. But it's really big. They're like three stories tall. Which is nice because this, that row of trees blocks the fucking apartment building that's behind them. So between our house and the apartments is this big row of trees, right? And the fucking piece of shit squirrels, these eastern fox squirrels, the, the squirrels, just be running all up in there and chirping all the fucking time, making a racket, looking at me. And they're looking at me and they fucking taunting me and shit. And they're like, you can't do shit. So I take little rocks and little fucking stones that I got them and just as like that you just find in your garden or whatever, or like part of like just little pebbles and I fucking launch them at them just to get them the hell out of there and just tell them that like, I don't, I don't appreciate them chirping at me. And this morning I had actually a bigger like stone, like, and I threw it at this fucking piece of shit squirrel that had like a nut in its mouth and its cheeks. And it was chirping at me like a, fat idiot squirrel and I launched this fucking rock at it but <clears throat> the squirrel ducked and it went and it hit one of the windows in the of the apartment and it made a really loud like crack but I don't think I broke the window it didn't break the window but it like it was really loud so I fucking <laughs> I felt like a little kid that had just done something wrong and I fucking went in the house and turned off all the lights and shit but um I was looking and nobody even came to the window so I don't even think anybody was home but I was like that bastard squirrel man it was probably laughing at me but um, it got me thinking about squirrels. And first of all, one of the reasons I hate them so much is because when I was a kid, there was a little hummingbird nest outside my window that I was watching. And I saw the fucking hummingbird make it. And then I saw him lay the eggs. And I was watching the eggs and watching the eggs. And then fucking at one point, it was in a fig tree that I have, or my mom's house, my mom's fig tree. And like at one point, I'm watching, and then all of a sudden, this when the, one of the parents was away, I don't know, eating or something, this filthy fucking squirrel comes up and just ate, took, grabbed the eggs um, before I could even get out there and, and stop it. And like, I felt so bad because obviously I love hummingbirds and their little eggs are so cute. They look like little Tic Tacs. And, um, and another reason I hate these bastard squirrels, other than the fact that they're not native, like if they were native, I'd be like, okay, they were here first, whatever, you know, but like, they're not, um, and I'll get into why later, why they were brought here later. But this is the other reason I fucking hate these squirrels is my mom's house. We have a old orange tree that is like, you know, has a lot of oranges, but we don't ever really, I mean, growing up, I got to eat a lot of oranges and stuff and still do really. But like some years, especially when the years where the rats and the squirrels, like the rats, tree rats, she lives up in Topanga, like up at the mouth of Topanga Canyon. If anybody's familiar with Los Angeles and the San Fernando Valley, but, um, so that's where I grew up, but this orange tree would always be being ravaged by the fucking rats and the squirrels. And one year when I was like, I think I was like in my early twenties or a teenager or something. And I was like looking at this big fat fucking squirrel 
and it was eating uh, eating one of my oranges or my mom's oranges. So I grabbed my pellet gun and I capped it. And it was the biggest, fattest squirrel I've ever seen. It was the middle of summer. So I was like, okay, well, this squirrel can't be pregnant because I thought that they just had were pregnant in the winter. But then I came to find out later, actually, that they do get pregnant in the summer, too. They're pregnant twice a year. So it might have been a pregnant female, in which case I do feel bad about that. I'm not trying to kill any fucking pregnant animal, even if I hate it. But at the same time, those fucking little babies that were in its fucking stomach probably would have just grown up to eat my mom's oranges also. So fuck them, really. But I don't know. Um, anyway, so that's why I hate the squirrels. But it's an interesting story of when they how they came over. I remember my grandma, my mom's mom, telling me one time that the some uh, there's a VA hospital next to uh, UCLA right off the 405 in, uh, I guess, what is that, Brentwood or whatever. Um, and it's really old. And I guess some, um, some of the army people that came over from one of the wars were from the South, brought over the, brought over these, these Eastern Fox squirrels as like something to eat because they were going to hunt them. But the actual story is, a li- it's pretty similar actually, but it's a little bit different. So what happened was, Right after this fucking civil war, I, I thought you were talking about World War One or World War Two or something. This is fucking civil war era, like eighteen, the end of the eighteen hundreds or whatever. Like, okay, so after the civil war, I guess Lincoln set up a bunch of VA. <clears throat> they weren't called VAs at the time; they were called something else. But he set up these hospitals around the country for soldiers that were injured, or I mean, they didn't even have to be war related. Just anybody who was in, a soldier could go to these hospitals, right? And one of them was built in right where, like right off the 405 right now, the modern day where UCLA is. And I guess some of the people that came out were from the South. Like it wasn't just from the North either. Like there was people from the South fucking coming out too and like staying at these hospitals and they brought these squirrels. They were their pets. This one um, article I was reading in the LA magazine, it said that these, these squirrels were their fucking pets and that they would, um, they would feed them with like table scraps and shit. And then at one point, the military like hospital people, the VA, um, the Veterans Administration, um, hospital administration put a stop to it in 1904. They, they said that you couldn't have a rodent as a pet in a fucking kitchen because it's unsanitary as fuck. And I guess the reason they used it at the time is because they didn't want to use like funds to be like, paying for these upkeep of these pets and shit of these rodent pets. So the vets were forced to release their fuzzy friends onto the VA grounds. So in 1904, a bunch of fucking VAs, uh, I mean, a bunch of vet military vets from the civil war that had these squirrels as pets that they had brought from the Appalachian mountains and also the South of America, just let them out all in where, you know, modern day us UCLA is. And that's the origin of these fucking bastard um, squirrels. Because once they got over into the valley at that time, at that time, I guess, in the early 1900s, um, there the valley, the whole San Fernando Valley was like citrus and walnut orchids, er, orchards, orchards, citrus orchards and walnut orchards. So like the whole valley was all fucking, like I said, orange trees. I think one of the, that tree in my mom's backyard was from that original like, the 1930s, which is crazy. Um, but, um, 
yeah, so once the squirrels got over and found the valley, they were like, oh, fuck yeah. And they just like, they said that they used the telephone wires, the new telephone wires that they had just put in post, you know, whatever, the 1930s or whatever. They used that as a highway system for the squirrels so they could avoid being hit by cars. But some of their dumbasses still get hit by cars. Um, yeah, so that's that's about those squirrels and... Yeah, they have two litters a fucking year, and they can start they can start having babies when they're like eleven months old. So I'm surprised there's not more of them, honestly. But they are a big food source of like I don't know, fucking coyotes and some house cats, domestic cats kill them. Um, hawks will get them sometimes. Uh, you know, raccoons and shit. But for the most part, they live a pretty carefree life. Fucking just taunting and tormenting me but whatever fuck them uh that was funny um the <clears throat> also while i was reading that story the one of those articles about how the squirrels were were introduced i came across like a little side story of i guess there was at one point okay so anybody who's familiar with the san fernando valley knows that right on the 405 along the 405 um at Roscoe, there's a, uh, like kind of in the north, almost when you tell you get to start getting to the North Valley, um, it's, uh, there's a Anheuser-Busch like brewery, like Budweiser and Bud Light, they, they brew it there. And that's been like a valley, that's been there, that's been there since, I, I don't know, the 50s, I guess, uh, the early 50s, they built that. Um, Anheuser-Busch was a dude, he had a house in um, Pasadena, apparently. And he had a really beautiful garden. <clears throat> That's where the term Bush Gardens comes from. Because he ended up opening a bunch of uh, amusement parks, amusement parks called Bush Gardens around the country. And one of the original ones was actually in the valley in Van Nuys from 1950 to 19, like, I think they said 1979 is when they closed it for good. I think it was a re- officially closed to the public in like 1974 and then they officially like closed it, closed it because they used it for promotions from 74 to 79, like business parties and corporate parties and stuff. And then they closed it, closed it in 1979. And apparently it had like a lake, a big, huge lake and a fucking huge bird sanctuary. And this bird sanctuary had like thousands of fucking species of parrots and shit and different tropical birds and a lot of these birds they got because, as I don't know if anybody knows, but there's a huge tr- illegal animal, exotic animal trading, um, trafficking ring going on through the U.S. and all over the world. Anybody who's seen Tiger King is familiar with the exotic animal trade. Um, and as part of that, I guess even back in the 50s, and <laughs> I guess back in the 50s, they anytime the FBI or whatever or the police in any state would catch any kind of birds... I guess there was like from Mexico, there was a lot of birds coming in from Mexico. And anytime they'd catch them, they'd, they'd have the Bush Gardens um, play, take them the place in Van Nuys. And so they had a huge, huge collection of like crazy exotic birds that they were being paid for by the government to house for the government as like these fugitive fucking birds, exotic birds from Mexico. And in 1979, apparently a lot of the, I think they just let them all out. They were just like, okay, peace. Uh, we're closing. So, uh, you know, you don't have to go back to Mexico, you know, but you can't stay here. And so apparently a lot of the, a lot of the fucking, cause there's still parrots. Now, if you go to Malibu, 
a lot in the valley actually there's some in the valley in pasadena there's a huge flocks of them there's little parrots and in west hollywood and um west westwood and stuff there's supposedly big ass parrots and uh a lot of them supposedly came from this bush gardens in 1979 i was just talking to my mom on the phone about i, I called my mom this morning to ask her about it i was like hey because she grew up in van nuys and she was born in like i think i don't know in the in the late fifties. So I was like, Hey, did you ever go to this Bush gardens? And she's like, Oh yeah. There was like a tram that like a monorail tram that would take you all around the, the, where they brewed the beer. And then you could go out and there was like this big lake. And I'm like, what the fuck? How come you never told me that? And she's like, and <clears throat> there was free beer. And I looked that up too. And it's true. They gave free beer to all the workers and all the people that would come to Bush gardens. It was like $5 to get into this place. And then you could, it was all you could drink, free beer, free Budweiser and Bud Light, all until, and then I was kept reading because I was like, what the fuck, free beer? They let the employees drink free beer all the way up until 1986, because uh, in 1986, one of the employees was fucking wasted when he left work and hit some 16-year-old kid with his car, but up until then any employee of that fucking brewery could just drink as much as they want on the job, which is insane. I'm surprised that it took that long for some accident to happen. It's insane. Like imagine like that means from the fifties to the eighties, that's 50, 60, 70, 80, that's like 40 years. That's somebody's whole entire career. Probably they were working at the fucking factory getting sloshed, like wasted and then coming home. All right, everybody peace out. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, I'm fucking brew this liquid gold for the people, you know, uh, peace out exotic birds, you know, like I'm going home to the missus right now in the fucking fifties era of Van Nuys. It was probably, so, oh, man, what a cool life. What a cool fucking life. But anyways, yeah. As of as of most good things, they all come to an end. And in 1986, somebody smashed into a kid riding his bike. Could you imagine how, all the, how mad the workers were at that fool? Probably fucking so pissed off when they were like, okay, yeah. And they said even after that, though, they still gave him like a couple cases a week of beer, of free beer. But they're like, you got to drink this shit at home. You can't be drinking on the job, you know. But anyways, that was just a crazy side story. And. Um, I actually ended up ordering a book based off that, uh, that was like one of the books that there was from about the San Fernando, San Fernando Valley and all the crazy little stories associated with the, the early San Fernando Valley. So actually that, I think the book actually wasn't cheap. It was like 40 bucks for a paperback book from Amazon, but, um, I don't think there were many left and I thought that that would be good topics for future podcasts. Because I am a fan of history, especially history of places where I grew up. Because I, I was born and raised in LA, in LA, in Los Angeles, in the San Fernando Valley, in Woodland Hills. But also, my grandpa, my mom's dad, was born in Reseda, um, in the San Fernando Valley. So he was born on a kitchen table in, in Reseda. In a lime, he, they worked on a lima, he lived on a lima bean farm. Um, and then my other grandpa was born, my dad's dad was born in downtown LA. So I am like at least, what is that, third generation Los Angeles, which is kind of rare because a lot of people who live here moved here. Um, okay, so that was the fucking bastard squirrel. Okay, so the only other thing I have to mention, um, also kind of biology related, little animal, animal suburban animal related 
is okay. So I mentioned that I, my wife and I have a little patio that I love to spend time on. There's a little we have a little strip of patch of dirt where I can garden, and um, it's a really chill little spot. I mean, it's small, but I have my barbecue out there. Uh, we have sunbathing spot. There's like sun, full sun. It's private. Nobody can see in. I can sunbathe my my butt naked, which I have been doing lately. Um, it's very nice. I, I recommend it, but it's hard to do. It's hard to get some privacy in sunlight. You know, those two things don't really usually typically go together. But anyway, so in my uh, in our patio area, um, I have this like big. It's a big wide glass dish, but it's really shallow. And, um, and I was like, what am I going to do with this? Uh, my wife's mom gave it to us as, as the, the display, a display dish for the grass, for the Persian new year, um, uh, tables, the, the half scene. It, it was the sabzi for the half scene, the dish anyways. So I rinsed it out and cleared it. It's a really big dish. It's really nice looking. So I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I figured I could put it out for like a bird bath and just put water out. But then I was like, the birds aren't going to come into my little patio. They're, you know, I'm always sitting out here. So I was like, I'm going to put it on the ground in the garden area in the little patch of dirt. Because I always see lizards there, like the alligator lizards. Uh, anybody who lives in L.A. knows they're they're like a lizard. They're like about a they can get up to like two feet long, but they're they're like a foot long usually. And, um, and they look like a little miniature alligator kind of is their head. Anyways, their body looks like a lizard. Actually, their body looks kind of like a snake, but they have legs. And then, um, their head looks like a little alligator miniature. Anyways, they're pretty cool. And I've always liked them because I mean, you can't, you can't like pick them up or anything. They'll bite you. They're fucking little aggressive little bastards. But I think that's because they're very slow. They're not really like fat. They're not the quickest lizard. So you can just go up and pick it up if you wanted to. But they will bite you and shit on you and piss on you. So you do not want that. But I've always liked them because growing up at my mom's house, they would always be in the backyard. And they live like 10 to 15 years. So you'd see one. You could see him like grow and kind of like a pet. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, and they're all different colors too. There's some that have like really colorful, like stripes. There's others that have like iridescent patches. Um, some of them have like blue stripes. They're they can be really cool colors, but most of the time they're like just brown or I've seen them pretty, pretty dark, almost black too. But, um, I don't know. I like reptiles anyway. So they're, they're cool. And also they eat all the bad bugs for the garden, like the slugs and the caterpillars and, and all that, like ticks and fucking, they, they eat everything that's bad. They eat. So it's like, um, I've always, I've always encouraged them. And, um, yeah, this particular species, they don't like the, the really, really hot. They don't, you won't, like, you'll find them sunning themselves, but they, they prefer to just be under the, under the like leaves and stuff. They don't really like the desert climate. They prefer like by the beach, you know what I mean? So that's a, it's kind of like me actually. Um, anyway, so there was, so I put it out there for like, a, I put that dish out there in there for them. And I put like a little rock and I put like a little, I had this, these piece of wood stick kind of thing that I used to have in my fish tank. It's kind of cool, 
but I didn't want it in the fish tank anymore. So I put it out in the garden and I put that. So it's kind of like a bridge so you can easily get in and out of the pool. And I just was putting it out there for like a little experiment just to see um, what would happen. And I was sitting out there the other day, just like reading or whatever. And I look over and there's a, one of them, a big one, like a big old foot long one, big old fatty was sitting in there with its head, like just dunked in the water. Like it was, it was sitting on the rock with its head, just like fully dunked in the water. And I was like, Oh shit, did that thing like drowned? Like, and I was like, I go over to it and like it picked its head up and looked at me and I was like, Oh shit. And then it like, and I was like, okay, I'll let you be. You know, I didn't want to let, I, I, I wanted to encourage it to like stay kind of, you know? So I was like, I walked away and then actually I walked back a little bit and I was trying to take pictures and then I came back like way later on and it was just like chilling like over on the piece of wood. Oh shit. I'm watching one right now. Actually climb down a tree, climb down one of the trees. I didn't even actually know that they could climb trees so well. Yeah. And they apparently those same um, trees I was talking about that the squirrels are fucking in all the time. I see them climbing up and down now. Uh, the bark of it, which is cool, and hopefully they fucking dude. If they got if they got rid of the squirrels, that would be like the ultimate. But um, apparently they can use their tail to like as like a prehensile tail, prehensile tail, and grasp things with it. Like they can actually like hold on to branches and shit, and like with it, which I think is the only species of lizard lizard in Southern California that has a prehensile tail is one thing I read random fact. So that was cool. Uh, he's my little pet. And I don't know if he's going to like claim it. I don't know how territorial they are, but, um, or if he's going to share it as a, as like a community swimming pool. But I, the only thing is you got to remember to like spray it out with the hose each day, just like you would a bird bath or whatever, because otherwise, um, standing water like that you can get um mosquito mosquito larvae in which is something i don't want but as long as you replace the water and just spray it out every day like whatever which i which i water the plants anyways so you won't get that and honestly even if there was some mosquito larvae in there the lizard would probably come by and eat some but i don't think they would eat enough (laughs) um but anyways uh one other thing i was one other thing I was reading about the lizards that I thought was kind of interesting is their mating habit, which I've seen one. I've seen them mate before. One time I came home and they were mating on, there was two of them mating in our little patio. And I told, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, come over here. There's fucking, she named it one of them Lizzie. And I was like, Hey, Lizzie's getting fucked right now. Come over here and check this out. And I don't know what she thought she was going to see. Cause she's, my wife is really afraid of snakes. She doesn't like snakes at all, but she doesn't mind lizards. But the way they were fucking is like they wrap. Okay, so what happens is the male will bite the female's head, like bite the whole head, like in its in its head. It will take its head, fucking bite the female's head, and like pin it down. And then they coil around each other, and they kind of look like a. They look like when they're fucking together, and they're all coiled up with each other. They look like a big snake. And so my wife was really scared, and she's like, "Oh shit! Why did you tell me to look at this?" But um. Anyways, they stay like that for like a day, or they said they can even stay like that for multiple days, with with, with the white the the wife with the female's head in the male's mouth, and I was like, damn, that's pretty gnarly. And one, th- I was like, well, I wonder why they do that. And one theory is that the female is actually testing the strength of the male, which I thought was fucking hilarious. It's like, oh, it's like she's like, oh, 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 you want to. 
You want to get down? Are you trying to get down? Well, let's see. Let's see what you got, motherfucker. Let's see what you got. Let's see how long you can hold on. You know? Um, so I thought that was funny. But anyways, okay, enough about all that stuff. Um, oh, and the number one predator of these alligator lizards is domestic cats. So, whatever. Also, they can drop their tail, too. They can. De- that's like a diversion tactic. Say like a bird's about to swoop down on them or a domestic cat, whatever, is about to pounce on them. The last minute, they'll just drop their tail and the tail starts going crazy. Uh, it like It's squirming around and flipping around. And then... And then that is like, they go, whatever predator is going after them, they go for the tail, they grab the tail, and then the fucking lizard will go off into the bushes or whatever and escape, which is a pretty ingenious evolutionary tactic of, um, it's like the old fucking diversion tactic, you know, it's like, um, but also it said like the only cost really of that is like they won't they'll miss a mating cycle like once they have a tail lose the tail and i don't know if it wasn't clear as if they couldn't mate or if nobody would want to mate with them with no tail i wasn't they didn't say but that would be funny if it was like oh you lost your tail and then the fucking chicks are like oh look at this fool has no tail like (laughs) but anyways um okay uh yeah that's all the shit that i wanted to talk about today or this week or whatever um like I said, I don't, I don't want to get too much into news and shit, really, the political shit, but I, I'll, I'll always mention what's in the news um, and give you guys my take on it, and I'm not like an investigative journalist, I'm not a scientist, I'm literally not really, I'm just, I just an interested person, that's all I am, so um, I would like to, <clears throat> I would like to have other interesting people um, on the podcast, and like I said, I'm about to have my studio done almost. So hopefully I will. Uh, tomorrow night I'm going to be meeting with Dan and David, and we're going to be recording an episode, our second episode of the MCU Movie Club. We're going to be doing Captain Marvel, which I think is the is recent is one a really recent movie, uh, but it takes place in the '90s, and I think '95. Dan was saying so. Therefore. In the chronological order of the movies that we are watching, it comes up number two because it takes place in the 90s. So if you guys want to follow along, I would recommend watching that movie and then I will be releasing that podcast probably Sunday night um, or Monday morning so you can listen to that. Hopefully there won't be any crickets and if there is... I like another thing is like when I'm when we're doing it over the phone with this anchor app the anchor podcast app for some reason I don't know if it's my internet connection which is kind of shitty or what but like the timing will get off where like I will be like somebody will like somebody will answer a question that is and then is then it asked after or whatever I don't know like the timing's all off it's all fucked up but that's because of the app but that's another reason I'm getting the podcast studio together so even if there's ambient cricket noises, at least I won't have to deal with that fucking bullshit, which really, really annoys me. But, um, yeah, this next one I'm going to have to do like that, or this one I'm doing tomorrow night with the guys, but, um, I don't know. I'm going to try to like, try to mitigate that as much as possible. But, and then by the week after that, I'll be having the podcast studio. Um, unless my baby comes and then, uh, the podcast can wait for probably a little while. 
I'll still probably shoot epi- or record episodes, but I'm going to have to figure out. This is my first kid, so I don't know. I don't. I'm my obviously I want to be with my baby and stuff. Not my number one priority. Uh, but uh, I also, I don't know. I th- I'm thinking I'll have time to just research stuff while I'm with the baby. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And I'm interested and looking forward to it. And thank everybody for listening. And I will talk to you all again soon. Peace out. Thank you.